What's up, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam, and welcome to another edition of New Normal Wrestling. Introducing your hosts, first, we are graced by the presence of podcast royalty. Roll out the red carpet and tip the crown to the podcast king himself, Brother Wade Ilson. Next, the Doctor of Desire is in, filling your prescription for your dose of kayfabe consumption. You can't brother out without the good brother himself. Let's give it up for Dr. Kayfabe Phil. And what is going on, Fourth Wall family, fans, and friends? It is me, the one and only Dr. Kayfabe Phil. I am out here popping your weekly kayfabe prescriptions and dosing out nothing but the hits here on New Normal Wrestling. And once again, we are not really live, but we are back together and bringing you nothing but the best. I am staring across the screen from the one and the only, the most lavish man alive. He has once again polished the crown tilted it just enough to shine on through and make this show the top-notch production that it is brother wade elson happy episode 101 my friend happy episode 101 to you too brother um, oh yeah i am excited to be here it is a very wow we <coughs> excuse me interesting week in wrestling it is a Busy week that was. Busy since and, Saturday. Yeah. Since yeah, brother. Saturday. Is All when- right. Yeah. We have a lot to get to. We have a lot to cram in. Um, guys, we hope you enjoyed our last couple pilots that we ran. Um, please give us feedback. Let us know what we did right, what you liked, what didn't work, and how we can make it better. So between the three count and you know, kind of touching on the my alternative dose of the A and E uh, biography series. Um, as of this recording, we have finished with the Bella Twins and are looking forward to Kurt Angle. Mm. So it's um, it's a very interesting one, and I think maybe Wade, uh, let's let's save some conversations about that and what we think of it till next week. Okay. Um, just because of what we have, like I said, crammed into here, um, giving you guys just a quick look ahead. We are going to start off with the recap of, uh, going into the AEW ROH realm. We're going to touch on death before dishonor. We are going to touch on this week in AEW dynamite, some really interesting developments, um, in this week's episode with fight for the fallen. Um, and we are going to then give the proper time to WWE to talk about the departure of Vince McMahon, where we think WWE will be headed. And speaking of where it's headed, we are smack dab face to face with SummerSlam we're coming to you live from Nashville, Tennessee on uh, Saturday, uh, July 30th. So Nissan Stadium, 80,000 strong. WWE's got a lot going on. And um, like I said, let's get going. Brother Wade, um, I read up on Death Before Dishonor. I did not have the opportunity to watch it. I believe you did. So uh, let's start with you. Give us the quick summary um, of what you thought of the show overall, what you thought the highlights were, and uh, best match of the night. Wow, we, well, 
Let's see. Uh, let's start with the world championship opening the show. Mm-hmm. Claudio Castanoli versus John Gresham. Notice something about the match from the beginning when I noticed Gresham came on no octopus mask, no nothing. Really? No gimmick? No gimmick. And I'll lead into that later. Okay. Uh, okay. Solid match. Claudio gets the win and be- and wins his first world championship. Um, I have a question for you because yeah. I'm going back a couple months when ROH first was you know, restarted by AEW. And I remember telling you when I saw Jonathan Gresham wrestle's first televised match as ROH champ, I said, I have never seen Jonathan Gresham wrestle. I am very excited for it. And um, I thought he represented well as a proper champion. Yeah, Do you find did. it surprising and or disappointing that he gets put in Tully Blanchard Enterprises, which has now been bought out. <laughs> um, um, but anyway, to be put in that in that stable with Brian Cage and 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 the other guys, because I can't remember who else it is off the top of my head, um, and to have the title taken off of him so quickly like that. I don't like it. I really, as I'm as happy as I am for Claudio. Mm-hmm. I am very upset at the fact of how, <coughs> excuse me, John did not get the proper reign he should have. Yeah. He barely got to really do much with it. And I have my discrepancies with the backstage politics behind it. Because okay. me, I'm honestly in the favor of Gresham in this one. Okay. Because um, I know for me, I was super surprised and super disappointed you don't take – I feel like you don't take your champ, put him after 200 days off screen mm-hmm. in other promotions, you know, keeping keeping the, the shine on that title and on the promotion. Mm-hmm. You put him in a new stable and then three weeks later, you, you take the belt off of him. Mm-hmm. Now, me, I'm, I'm – excited to see that it was claudio castanoli i think he deserves it but i feel like the timing feels extremely forced and extremely clunky agreed i do not like the fact that the match happened like that Mm -hmm. mind you the match could have happened like i said it was a great match it was very good not match of the night but very good Mm -hmm. um Claudio, and I said it the minute they announced that match, I'm like, Claudio's going over. Yeah. The minute they announced, I'm like, ain't no way in hell Gresham's retaining. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I was like, yep, you're just going to slap it on Claudio. Because <laughs> y'all don't know what to do with him in AEW, and he just got there. Like, you can't automatically throw him in the TNT picture. Or yeah. With the trios. No, never mind. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but again, spoiler. A spoiler. I have an issue with Claudio defeating Gresham. So Gresham we, we should have retained. Gresham was the guy in Ring of Honor that we all said he should be world champion one day. Yeah. He should really be that guy to run with that title. Yeah. And yeah. he ran with it defending it in other countries. 
other promotions, like you said, mm-hmm. and the guy is not your star caliber athlete. To me, he is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. Top 10. Untouchable. That top 10 list is untouchable. If I put you in that list, yo, you're one of the best. Like, you can't be touched. Yeah. Yeah. And for the bullshit politics, and I know your parents listen, I am so sorry for the profanity. <laughs> sorry, John and Judy. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. This will be this will try to be my one curse word of the night. I am so sorry. <laughs> the politics behind it, I don't like the fact that Tony Khan, and we're gonna get into it now because now I'm a little heated about it. Now that I'm talking about it. Here we go. <clears throat> Excuse me. My allergies are kicking my butt. So I'm hold on, let me go. Hold on, hold on. We just got to pause real quick. I got to go get the soapbox out of the closet for you. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Go. <clears throat> Mr. Uh, Toneth Khan. Mr. Tone Def Khan. Um, sir. You bought Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. I know you're listening, so. Because we are a very popular podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Sir. You bought Ring of Honor. Don't you think when you're buying a new company, you should be the one going to your champions and talking to them and seeing what they want to do, how they want to build the company, how you want to build the company around them? And everyone's saying, well, John's the champion. He should have went to him. No, 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 no. As a boss man taking over, Because this has happened to me in old jobs that I've had. When we got bought out by another company and our school was taken over, the main boss, the the person in charge, talked to every single employee, checked their stats, checked everything they were doing, and then said to them, either you need to do this, or I feel you should be doing this. I see so much potential in you. What do you think we should do? Tony Khan should have done that. Tony Khan should have went to John Gresham, your guy, your top guy, who, by the way, AEW is pretty much a whole bunch of internet fans, right? We all know who he is. And you didn't think to have a conversation with one of the best wrestlers on your roster. But then you then you tell you and he said it in podcast and it wasn't like blasphemous. He didn't say Tony Khan's a piece of crap. He didn't badmouth him at all. He just said we barely talk. We barely had conversation. Gee, I wonder if somebody else in another company did the exact same thing to certain people. Sorry, not sorry. Um, and all you AEW marks that got mad at me because I said he's in the right, he is. Mm-hmm. Now you are going to lose one of your best stars to other competition. Because wherever you put John Gresham, if he gets that release, if it's not worked out, he's going to be a star. Period. End of sentence. Tony Khan has done it again. I like what AEW does. I like what Ring of Honor does, but I hate who's in charge of it. That's my case. 
I am off the soapbox. Boom. Mm -hmm. Only one curse word. Only one. Mm -hmm. I'll, you know what? I'll give you one more over the course of the night. Okay. That was very eloquent and very well put. Mm -hmm. um, do you think he gets released or do you think this gets itself straightened out? <clears throat> for, my, for his sake, I hope he works it out. I do too. Because John Gresham is a top talent. And you said it to yourself. Let's quote, let's quote the man himself. Brother Wade, I've never seen Gresham wrestle. The mm -hmm. text messages we have. Wow. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. He's really good. Where can <laughs> I watch other stuff of him? Yep. He's the world champion? That's a good title for him. Yeah. Um, I had something. If he does leave, mm -hmm. is he the type of guy to get picked up for NXT? Or do you see him going overseas? Or because there were also rumors that he's just straight up, just straight up taking a break from wrestling. If he's taking a break from wrestling, it is well-deserved, even though wrestling is his love. Mm -hmm. The guy is a wrestler, wrestling machine. He is. I say he would go overseas. Mm -hmm. But one of the places I would love to see him, and this is me being selfish. Yep. Is impact. That's not a bad spot for him. Give me, and this match has happened on the independent scene. Brother Phil, do I have a match for you? Who? Josh Alexander versus Jonathan Gresham. Come on, dude. Dude, come on. That's not fair. That match happened on the Indies. Come on. That's like Technomania. Mm-hmm. That is technical mastery on both ends right there. Mm -hmm. I had something very random pop into my head, completely random. And this is why I was asking about NXT. Okay? Okay. I feel like Diamond Mine would be too easy of a placement for him. Mm -hmm. I had this weird concoction in my mind of you put Jonathan Gresham and Carmelo Hayes together. Complete opposites? I know. I I don't know why it just I, I don't know why it just felt maybe it was the dynamic of them being complete opposites and one telling the story with the mic and the other one telling the story with the mat. Mm-hmm. But the mic and the mat. Mm-hmm. I like it. I like it. By the way, Carmelo Hayes should be. NXT champion, but that's just my thought process. Uh, yes, yes, that's another dream booking. Mm -hmm. Yep, shouldn't be too far off, by the way. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be. No. Um, so, yes, so were you also surprised, pleasantly or not, that the ROH title match opened the show? I was shocked, honestly. Mm -hmm. Okay. That it would open, of all things? Yep. I would think after all the hard work that Gresham has done and the caliber of athlete that Claudio is, that yeah. you would have them close the show. But 
I understand why they weren't the main event. Okay. They could have been before that. The match was great. It was good. I'm sorry. The match was good, not great. The main event was great. Um, how great was it? You want me to say it, don't you? I want you to say it. First of all, let's let's refresh. The main event was very rare to see a tag title match show up as a main event. Hi, Bones. You're talking about one of your favorite things, and you're not here for it. Yeah. But to have two out of three falls between Johnny Bones, two favorite tag teams in the world, the Briscoes, and one, two, three, four, five, six, seven star FTR. Now you can say it. Seven star FTR. FTR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah, chef's kiss and brother Phil drum roll added to the list boom officially added to the match of the year list two out of three falls the Briscoes versus FTR now this story was built months before this yes. pay-per-view even started yep before this whole thing started when FTR was the revival they were saying they were the best tag team in the land and they were better than the Usos, the New Day, the Good Brothers, um, G.O.D., and even mentioned the Briscoes and the Bucks. Yeah. Lo and behold, it seems to me that FTR, again, is still, in our ranking, the best tag team in wrestling, period. Number one. Number one. Everybody else is second fiddle. Looking yeah. at you, Usos. It's okay. It's okay to be. It's okay to be number two. It's number okay one to be number two. Listen, dude. Um, the other thing I want to go back a little bit to also, the FTR promo that was cut on Dynamite before Death Before Dishonor. Oh, the, the one about the yeah, you can talk about yes. that one, Yep. Dax Harwood um, making the reference to his eight-year-old daughter and her her battles with having a hole in her heart and finally seeing everything come to a resolution over the course of a three-year, you know, three-year stint with it. Um, and just the level of emotion that he put behind it was amazing. And I think we need to make a T-shirt of – of FTR and right on the back fight like an eight-year-old girl Mm -hmm. that line has stuck with me for the last week week or so and I don't think it's going to get out of my head anytime soon Uh, it it just it struck emotionally it struck that hard and that deep to you know it stayed it has stayed with me it it did. It resonated. It hits home. Mm-hmm. Those guys know how to pull a person's heartstrings. Yeah. And uh, fight like an eight-year-old girl is something that hits home a lot. Really hard. Really yeah. hard for me. 
as a teacher, as an uncle, Mm -hmm. it just hits hard. So I know what that means. I know how that feels. I know what he's going through. Yeah. Sense. Yep. So that was an amazing promo. I completely forgot about the promo until you just said it. So, yep. Uh, as we as we like to say, back to the match. Back to the match. Was it basically forty five minutes of just pure unadulterated tag team wrestling at its best? At its, at its best. At its core. And it's funny when you put FTR in two out of three matches, two or three out of two out of three falls matches. It usually turns out to be the best match on the card, and this it doesn't matter. No. I said it from the beginning. FTR was going to retain, but boy, did they retain in the biggest way they could. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. Briscoe's get the first fall. FTR gets the second fall. By the way, I I I want to ask you a personal opinion. Yeah. Do you remember? Did you watch FTR when they were the revival? Oh yeah, they were. They were even if they weren't the best team at the time, they were my. F- Favorite team. Did you prefer the Shatter Machine or the Big Rig? I'll, I'll take it being called either, to be honest. <laughs> you just know the move. I prefer Shatter Machine. Yeah. I hate that it's called the... <coughs> yeah. Excuse me. I hate that it's called the Big Rig. Yeah. I'm Look, I'm okay with it because it when I, when it's, when I see it called the Big Rig, it also, for me, evokes that old school blue collar vibe big ring just the way yeah. they say it whenever it happens and, and you know what i can also picture them pulling the move off in trucker hats because <laughs> they were called the mechanics shit uh, i'm sorry that's my oh. second um that's why that's why okay they were called the mechanics first okay big rig well yes and I, I'm, I always get it messed up. Dax hit the pile driver to win the match, right? Yes. Yes, Dax won. Dax Harwood. Harwood. Was the uh, not, yes. Uh, my apologies to the, uh, the fans and family of Dax Harwood for referencing to him as Dax Hardwood. Um, film star extraordinaire. <laughs> Well, let me choke on my milkshake, man. Damn. No, 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 no. Um, no, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. I, I need two people in this episode. <laughs> you do. You do. I mean, even though you've done great without me for like certain mm-hmm. weeks. Um, again, this is a tag team match that truly means something to me. I think you should go out of your way to watch this match. I will. It's definitely one of the matches of the year. Okay. It is from beginning to end. Mwah. Chef's Kiss, highly recommend. Awesome. Very cool. Um, anything you want to anything else you want to touch on for Ring of Honor? No. All right. That brings us right into the other side of uh the AEW conglomerate. Mm-hmm. And my friends, Dynamite was a fun episode this week. Mm-hmm. Um might we say it was an elite episode tonight. It was a very elite episode. Yes. Um, the uh, I'm going to go with the down first. Okay. We have another title in AEW. 
Like we need it. And it's the trio's title. Again, like we need it, but I understand why. Why? There's too I'm, many three-man factions. It, you, you think that's what it, you you really do think that's what that's why? Yes, there are too many three-man factions in AEW. My question was my thought was going to be is it more to give them something to do again with future New Japan cross promos? Because mm. I know in Japan, the concept of the trio's title is a much bigger deal. It is. And it's also a big concept in Ring of Honor. Okay. As you know, there's trios title. Well, six-man tag titles there too. I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. They're, they were defended at Ring of Honor as well. Well, now it makes a lot more sense to me. And uh, Dalton Castle and the boys won those. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, the boys. <laughs> um, I understand why it's happening, but again, there are too many factions, so I guess this is the reason why. Like, yeah. I literally had a conversation with my brother Mike, who listens to the show every week. Shout out to you. He said he got it. And then when he explained it to him, I said, oh, okay, I can see where you're coming from. Go through all the factions in AEW that could take those titles. And it'll be like, oh, okay, no, that makes sense. Yeah. Death Triangle makes sense. House of Black makes sense. Makes sense. Black Combat Elite. Blackpool Combat Club makes sense. Makes sense. Undisputed Elite makes sense. The tease now of Bucks and Hangman. Makes sense. I would have told you uh, four weeks ago, I would have told you uh, um, Team Taz. Team Taz and Jungle Express with Christian Cage. Makes sense. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Boy, we, did we not see that coming? I really did it. Jericho Appreciation Society. Ah. You could free bird them. No, you but you could no, I would rather have Garcia and um 2.0 in those. Yep. They'll always be 2.0. They'll always be 2.0. Yeah. Eddie, well, three weeks ago, Eddie Kingston and Santana and Ortiz. <laughs> Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> um okay, so with that being said, Trio's Trio's title is a thing now will be decided at all out. They're going to have a tournament for it. And as we just alluded to checking off the list, um, there's a lot of insinuation that the Bucks are trying to get Adam Page to get Hangman to basically join the elite. Yeah, it seems that way. It Mm -hmm. really does. Yeah. It seems as if that's how it's going to happen. And the it's slow turn of the Bucks going back to the old way. You think it's Bucks turning face or Page turning heel? Bucks What's turning face. Okay. Bucks turning face. And keeping Cole and Red Dragon heel? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were Undisputed Era works better as I'm sorry. Undisputed Elite works better as heels. Edit. <laughs> Edit. Then they do as faces. Yes. Yes. The box work as heels, but can work face very well. 
Yes, they can. Okay. Very well. So they're actually in the next, what is it, six, seven weeks between now and September 4th. Mm-hmm. So there can be, there's a lot to develop. There's a lot there of meat on the bone there. As there I like then we can figure out who's in this tournament. Yeah. We'll get that and then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and speaking of broken up, uh, broken up trios. It's so um, hard to say goodbye to yesterday. <laughs> oh, man. Um, man, I wish I could sing like that. Uh, um, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus. I am so pleasantly surprised at how this whole thing is developing right now. The level of heat on Christian Cage and the um, the depths to which Jungle Boy went this week. Savagery. Yes. He went tit for tat. Mm-hmm. Calling up Christian's divorce. Little pricks. <laughs> Feline mentioning. Yep. Then yeah. crowd chanted feline mentioning. <laughs> oh, this brings me mm-hmm. to my next question on this. So first one, actually two questions. One, Jungle Express staying together. I feel it's a swerve coming. I do too. Luchasaurus is still in the black. He's not in the green yet. Yeah. Yep. And I love, I love evil Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus dark. Luchasaurus dark. Fossil fuel. Go away. Yep. Go away. I, I love Go him. Away. I love it. Go away. I love it. By Go the away. way, side note, have you listened to the new theme song yet? His entrance song? No. Go listen to it, dude. I'm telling you, it's got Jurassic Park meets Kane vibes all over. And you know what theme song I thought you meant? Who? This doesn't count, so they can't hold this against me. <laughs> I <laughs> never Ask will. The voice theme. The which one? The Ass Boys. Oh they have God. a theme now. Oh Dan hasn't gifted it to them. Oh, no. It's available on YouTube and on all streaming services. I got to go look. Dude. I will send it to you. Okay. It is one of the funniest songs I've ever heard. And I'm mad they don't use it. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm mad they don't use it. It's oh, so good. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And that brings me to my next one. Um, Swerves of the Night. So Ricky Starks took up Dan Housen mm-hmm. on his FTW championship match finally beat Danhausen and got another challenge from the handsome devil himself hook mm. and i will say this the way he handled Danhausen was very quick and to the point yes and then said mm. yes mm. Damn, very, quick. very quick very evil 
Dan Allen. And he um he said, I want another fight. I want another challenge. So anybody want to come out. I'm like, who's debuting? <laughs> I thought the same thing as you at first. I was like, I was like who's who, debuting? Who is it? Who's who is this? Who's who's come not competes up? <laughs> who's not competing? Yeah, exactly. Who's not competing up? Oh I swear if Jonathan Gargano would have walked through that damn curtain. Ooh. They're like, nah, man, not the FTW championship. That's not his. That's not his. That title don't even work with him. He's, yep. Mm-mm. He's not an ECW guy. You know who well, is EC Dubs for life? Mm-hmm. Well, that would be Papa Hook himself. Papa Hook. The one and only Taz. The one, yeah, the one and only Taz. Yep. Son, the handsome devil himself, Hook. By the way, shout out to the wife. The wife was watching and she said, man, Hook is over like Rover. I get it. I understand it now. Yeah. I totally get it. And it's been so organic. Mm-hmm. It has been so organic. She's like, he's like the quiet kid who like, you wonder like, what's he so about? He's so mysterious. Yes. And now I'm like, and she's like, and he has no friends, right? So I was like, nah, he's friends with uh, with, uh, Danhausen. She's like, she looked at me for a second. She was like, that makes sense though. I'm like, how does it make sense? And she said, okay. She's like, wait, let me break it down to you. Hook is the quiet, mysterious kid. Danhausen's the weird kid. They're friends, and you're just like, I yep. get it. Yep. It's, yep. It shouldn't mix, but it works. He's the guy who won't let anyone get bullied. Yeah, exactly. That's, yep. Yep. Exactly. Hook and comes in. They have a quick three, four minute match, right? Yeah. About like four, four or five, maybe five minutes. Yeah. Hook lock, hook locks in the Kataha Jermaine. Jermaine, mm-hmm. aka the Red Rum. Starts it's taps cool. out. New FT Dub champ. Yeah. And and while Ricky Starks is cutting a promo of his life, mm-hmm. he just gets clobbered in the back of the head by Powerhouse Hobbs. Shocked me. Uh, completely. I because of the way that they have built these two as a tag team exactly. over the last I thought they were gonna be the ones to uh dethrone swerve and um I honestly geez. thought there was major major potential for them in the tag team scene. Mm-hmm. And now it's gone. Now it's gone. Yep. Surprise. Duh. Who's left in team Taz now? Taz. Taz and Hook. <laughs> is, is Danhausen an unofficial Team Taz member? Uh, is he Tazhausen? Tazhausen. Wow. Uh, I, I guess. Think he will be. I think he will he be. He will be. Yep. But, so, are there, is there a rocket now strapped to Ricky Stark's back? Absolutely. Why would there not be? Mm-hmm. That man is set. That man should. He said it. He should have been a champion last year. Dude. That man I, should have had the TNT championship. Mm-hmm. The last three months 
my mindset of Ricky Starks has done a complete 180. Wait, you didn't like Ricky Starks? No. I just thought he was a complete super douche. Well, he's so good. I, listen, the, yes, the man can wrestle, but the at, yes, the attitude. Mm-hmm. I've been following Ricky Starks since NWA. Yeah, man. I, I it's finally clicked. It's finally clicked for me. Glad it did. I am, and at the and right I am time. Yep. I'm excited. So you're, you're team absolute now. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Yep. The wife doesn't get it, but I get it. But you get it. Just She's like, stop doing that. Stop doing the pose in the house. I'm just like, I'm absolute. Yes. <laughs> I almost jumped off the I almost jumped off the bandwagon when we were watching his cologne promo <laughs> pre-match. Give me that absolute cologne. <laughs> Give it to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll wear the shit. I'll wear the heck out of it. for men. <laughs> I'll wear the heck out of it. See, caught myself. Wear the heck out of it. Yep. <laughs> so, man, and then what else we got from A-Dubs? Brian Danielson came back. Yes, he did. Oh, wait a minute. We didn't even talk about Moxley and Jericho. No. Next, that's going to be three weeks, weeks out? Two weeks no. or three weeks out? I think two weeks out. Whenever they go to Minneapolis. Yeah. So, huge. John Moxley, Chris Jericho, AEW interim title. Um, he wants the Lionheart. Yeah. Yep. That's what I want. Made that figure. Yep. I just had in my mind. I'm just. It's 1997 all over again. Oh, you mean Dubsy Dub version of Jericho, the Man of a Thousand and Four Holds? No, that's not Lionheart. No, I know that's pre. That was that was before Lionheart. uh, After Lionheart. Lionheart. You want real Lionheart? OG to me. Yeah. ECW Chris Jericho was the truth. Yeah. ECW Chris Jericho? But, dude, ECW Chris Jericho, he literally was around for, like, eight weeks, and then he went to WCW. I know. I know. But he was such a good good, good freaking wrestler. Mm -hmm. You couldn't deny it. Yeah. Yeah. So good. That's why I remember him saying it in the thing with, I think it was with Stone Cold in the Broken Skull. He said he literally had like eight matches in ECW before he jumped over to WCW. That's it. Mm -hmm. Eight, ten matches. Mm -hmm. And he made that much of an impact for us to think of him as an ECW original. I do. Mm -hmm. He carried that TV championship very well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, By the way, I think that's going to be a future three count category. Wait, top in, in, ECW originals? Uh, no, no, no. I think on top in terms of uh, top mid card champions of all time. My number one is so obvious. Everybody's going to be like, "Yeah, wait, yeah. Mm-hmm. duh, we know." Duh. Hold it. We'll do that as a bonus. Okay. All right. So. Um, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Chris Jericho is my favorite professional wrestler of all time. 
And I honestly believe he is in the, he is a lock in the top 10 of all time. Mm. Accolades alone. Yes. Accolades, character development, accomplishments, technical skill, all of it. So let's do a quick, uh, let's do a quick look ahead. Are we getting Jericho punk? Are we getting Moxley punk? Or you think that there is bigger concern about CM Punk's health? Bigger concern. He said, he he said at Comic-Con, he's still healing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we're not, I don't know what they have planned for him for Moxley, but they got to give him something. Yeah. Something or someone. Yep. And to bring back to what we talked about at the beginning of the episode with the uh, death before dishonor, mm-hmm. you now have in the Blackpool combat club, you have the EW champion, you have the ring of honor champion, and you have the pure champion in Wheeler Yuta. That match also was very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Will he, uh, Daniel Garcia won me over a lot more in that match. Really? I don't know if you saw the post-match commentary. No. He was like, he was talking so reckless. He was like, you didn't even, you didn't even make me tap. You didn't make me bleed. You didn't hurt me. He's like, you wow. want a roll-up. I'm surprised they're letting you to use that as his finisher. The roll, the the, the seatbelt, the seatbelt. Yeah, yeah, me too. He needs a good finish. He does. He needs something. He needs something to to stand out. He does. But is so is Blackpool Combat Club. You know, is mm-hmm. are they the best faction in professional wrestling right now? Um, not when the bloodline still exists. Okay. Now when the bloodline still exists. Okay. And with Brian Danielson being back in the fold here, do you see them having... No. Even with Daniel Brian Danielson back and the strong tag team that they are together, Moxley and Danielson. Not when the bloodline still exists. Man, I can't get you off of that. Nope. Even with William Regal to go toe to toe with Paul Heyman. Not when the bloodline <laughs> still exists. <laughs> All right. All right. And last but not least for Dynamite, Daniel Garcia getting Brian, bringing a win over Brian Danielson. But Brian Danielson passed out before he tapped out. If you would have told me that Daniel Garcia would beat Brian Danielson in his return match after injury, Mm -hmm. I'd have been like, what are you smoking and where can I get some? Now, let's also clarify there was Dirty Pool. There was shenanigans. 
Which, there was a mystery hand from the apron that knocked out Danielson. Which JAS Sports Entertainment wise is known for. So that's why I understand. And pure he, wizardry. And, <laughs> and pure wizardry. And Daniel Garcia is going to run this in the ground. Yeah. He has beaten Brian Danielson by hook or by crook. He has beaten Brian Danielson. He's going to run this into the ground. Yep. Every single week. And I am, I for one, I'm happy for it. And you know what's funny? That that isn't even Daniel Garcia at his full game. That was like 70%. Yeah. Damn. Imagine when you get the full 100%. Yeah. He'll be the star of that faction. Exactly. Exactly. Which is Mm -hmm. what I think the group is for. For him to grow. My ne- that was my next thing of why also Chris Jericho is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time because he knows how to organically enhance other talent around him. He does. He really does. I'm not yes. going to deny him that, but yes. Is this a repeat of MJF being in the inner circle? Or is that too easy? Too easy. Way too easy. Okay. All right. Um, Brother Wade, I think I'm I'm all tapped out on AEW and Ring of Honor talk. You got anything else to add? I have a theory on who Moxley's opponent is going to be at All Out. Let's do it. What do you got? Who haven't we seen on TV for a few months? Kenny Omega? Nope. Not Kenny. I'm thinking too hard about this. Who? MJF. You think that MJF is going to show up? In Minneapolis. And take the title off Moxley at All Out? Yes, indeed. And hold it hostage. Because when can WWE can throw their titles in the trash, why can't AEW? Hey, they got them out. There are now. There's going to be a fatal four way next week to determine the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. You watch it, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put respect on those titles. Put respect on those titles. Which toxic attraction have held majority of the time. Amen to that. My my greatest pick of all time right there, by the way. Uh, Greatest new normal draft pick. Yeah, you still got Mandy Rose as world champion. Yes, sir. So, speaking of NXT, if we are off the AEW talk, let's roll over there. Mm -hmm. Now, before we talk about what's coming up with SummerSlam and the go-home shows. Let's touch very, I'm going to say briefly, um, if it goes long, it goes long. Um, Vince McMahon officially announced his retirement from WWE, from the company. As part of that, Nick Khan and Stephanie McMahon are officially co-CEOs of the brand. 
Triple H not only took over John Laurinaitis's position as head of talent, but he is now the head of creative. So, Brother Wade, that brings up a couple questions for me of what do you what do you think I don't want to talk anymore about honestly talk anymore about Vince and everything going on with that. I don't think this is worth it. I don't think it's worth the conversation. I think the more important conversation is what's next for WWE. I still so, oh sorry, good. No, no, no. I was gonna pitch it right to you. Give me what you think is gonna come out of this in the next six months between now and year end. Um, I feel a lot of change will happen, but it'll be a slow process. Okay. We're not going to get everything right away. I feel things will start to change after SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. I feel Vince already had SummerSlam booked, covered, ready to go. Some good shit. Whatever happens, happens. Triple H, on the other hand, you saw what he can do with NXT. Mm-hmm. Imagine what he can do with the main rosters now. Yep. So are they, so let's, I'm going to interject real quick also. Between Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, and Triple H, are the right people in the right seats? Yes. Okay. I didn't mean to cut you off. So, so the next piece to me is Bruce Pritchard was basically the lead producer, more or less, or the lead, one of the lead writers for both Raw and SmackDown. Um, do you think that he was under Vince's, stuck under Vince's thumb to some extent? And mm-hmm. that there are things that ideas and writings that were forced on him that we're going to see changes to, or do you think that some of the stuff that we've been having will still be there with just pinches of triple H now? I think it'll be a slow, like, you know how when there's a scab and you want to pick it, but you have to let it slowly heal. So the skin goes back to normal. Yeah. It's going to be one of those. Okay. We're still going to have to deal with, by the way, you know how I know Triple H's little effect, little role play in effect? Go. What title wasn't on Raw at all the entire night? Let's see here. Roman was there with the Universal. Mm-hmm. And WWE. And WWE. Usos were there with the tag titles. Mm-hmm. Lashley was there. Mm-hmm. The women's title. Mm-hmm. What am I missing? 24-7. You know what made, you know how I can tell the Triple H is running WWE? Why? 
Alexa Bliss called to the belt. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Alexa thinks I'm talking to her and not Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Bliss, Bliss, Bliss is slowly going back to the goddess. See, there are slow changes with things. Yep. Excuse it's not me. going to be an overnight rehaul. No, it can't be. It can't be because that's one of those things that would completely, would completely, you won't even pump the brakes. You're putting the brakes through the engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, slow it can't build. be. It has to be a slow build. Slow build. So yep. we're going to see a lot of talent mm-hmm. change over. Yep. We're going to see a lot of talent get pushed up on the card. We're gonna see a lot. Of, we're gonna see a lot of movement. Yeah, a lot, a lot of movement. Like but that's gonna be a slow build. Yeah, I see the like, women getting more time. Yes, the women will get more time. Legitimacy. Do you think the tag titles come back and get legitimacy to them? Yes. Both Absolutely. on both brands on NXT and at the main roster. Uh. I feel, here's my thought process with that. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the women's tag titles, next week is going to be very telling on who wins them. Okay. Whoever wins those. Okay, I do not see Toxic walking out and becoming three-time women's tag team champions. I'm going to be honest with you on that one. Okay. I say after SummerSlam. hmm they make their their debut. Okay. With or without Mandy? With. Bring Mandy back up to the main roster. She's been hinting at she wants to go back to the main. I would love to see Liv Morgan and Mandy Rose for the SmackDown title. Mm-hmm. That would be great to see. I'd love to see a certain uh and G- yep. return. Mm-hmm. I'd also, I'd also like to see a certain eradicator go after the Raw Women's Championship, but we'll save that for later. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, I and I think like there's so many things that are going on in my head of like I asked about you know, ask you about Bruce Pritchard, right? Mm-hmm. Right. You think Triple H is already one of the most respected name uh, uh, personalities, names, whatever you want to say. He's one of the most respected people in professional wrestling in general. Agreed. Um, he has a way of being able to tastefully combine and and artfully combine the history and the tradition with the new school. Very true. He showed that with NXT. He's shown that in his own, you know, his own personal development and, and evolution character evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the idea of being, hopefully being able to see again, Bruce Pritchard is one, again, Bruce Pritchard is one of the smartest men in wrestling. He's given us some of the best, some of the best characters and storylines over the last 20 years. And I really hope that with 
Vince being gone now, that which he used to do gets to shine again. Right. And you have like a com. I, I picture a dream scenario of him and Paul Heyman being at the top of that production team on both Raw and SmackDown. And you get to see the guys get pushed again who were, you know, came up in NXT, made the main roster, made a name for themselves, and then got pushed down again. And obviously the first one that comes to my mind is Ricochet, somebody like him. Mm-hmm. You, you get to see guys who right now are up and coming get that extra oomph behind them. Like uh like Gunther our, our good friend Gunther Gunther Walter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um so you get to see the new guys kind of get that overturn and, and get the build that they deserve. And you still see true character development with someone like Roman Reigns in the bloodline. Mm-hmm. And I'm very intrigued and I'm excited to look forward to someone like Austin Theory. Mm-hmm. I know he was Theory, yes. Being I know Vince's pet project, but there is still a ton of talent behind him and plenty of opportunity at what 24 years old. There is a lot, there is a lot that there is a lot that can happen to the good for WWE right now. There's so much potential. There's so much potential. So much possibility, so much high coming into this. There's (laughs) there could be a big way where WWE drops the ball with creative and just sucks and we don't enjoy it. But yeah. what's to say if once Triple H is in he- now the head of creative, we don't see innovative matches. We don't see NXT pick up more. We don't see new flourishing talents, you know? Mm-hmm. Why not? But you know what? This also is going to, this also could by that same token, it could be part of the growing pains that come with it. Mm-hmm. And the wise man on this podcast always says, now has never been a better time to be a professional wrestling fan. There is something for everyone. Mm-hmm. And there is always something good going on. Yes. And I will, I will say... Let's give it the proper time it needs to develop mm-hmm. and to breathe and to become something and not just say it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening because it's not happening as fast as we think it should. Right. You don't rush the cook in the kitchen. Mm-mm. Otherwise, your meal's going to come out crappy. You, you ain't getting no chef's kiss then. Nope. Mm-mm. So I you think you don't want chicken poop, you want chicken salad. Exactly. Do uh so I think it's safe to say um we are both very excited for this. Absolutely a thousand percent. Yes. Yes. 
Good. So with that being said, again, looking ahead, <clears throat> looking ahead, my friend, um, SummerSlam is literally right around the bend. Literally. And, and as of this recording, we have gone through the Raw Go Home Show. Mm-hmm. And we are looking forward to the SmackDown Go Home Show. Yes. Once again, has Roman Reigns topped himself with line of the year? <laughs> you know, I thought you must be confused, farm boy. <laughs> this is my show. Go. You see that cameraman? That's my cameraman. You see this ring? <laughs> Excuse me. Got me on high to, Dude, I ain't trying to kill you. I'm just trying to make you laugh a little. Dude. Dude. I have never. Actually, I have. That, that promo was funny. This one made me go like high school. You're in the... You're in the cafeteria and somebody gets roasted that like the, the popular kid that yep. thinks they're hot, hot poop. Yep. Hot crap gets roasted by the, uh, by the bigger popular kid. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the, uh, this murder question. <laughs> Roman comes out, doesn't say much, lets Heyman handle business. Heyman handles business as usual, says what he needs to say. Here comes theory. I'm the money in the bank winner. I me, me, me. I'm going to cash in on one of you, so it doesn't matter who it is. Keeps going, running his mouth. The typical theory promo, basically saying he's the youngest Money in the Bank winner, youngest United States champion, youngest running off his accolades. Roman does the look. There's this look that Roman has on his face. Like a shark in water, and he smells the blood. He goes... Looks at him like up and down. Tell him, nah, if you're going to say something, come in the ring, say it to my face. Don't talk from there. Put your big boy pants on and come talk to me. They ain't going to do nothing to you. So, young theory, young Padawan decides to step in the ring with a master Jedi. I don't know much Star Wars lore, but that's as far as it goes. And I think I did pretty well because Phil gave mm-hmm. me okay to it. Listen, this was 100%. This was Anakin practicing with Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and he Nailed says, it. Roman says to Theory, your daddy don't ain't here no more. Mm-mm. And you know what happens when you know what happens when someone says their daddy ain't here anymore. 
and you have 14,000 fans in Madison Square Garden looking back at you. Chin, who's your daddy? Yes. Uh, if there's anything that New Yorkers know well, it's a who's your daddy chant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they proceeded to eat him up. Ah. And Roman then followed up. See, this is the line people forget. He then proceeded to follow up. He keeps running his mouth, and I'm going to have to show him that I'm his daddy. (laughs) I went, you savage, savage man. Mm -hmm. You have been cutting these little promos every now and then since you've had the Universal Championship. It made me go, hmm. From the whole Drew exposure. Yep. You're the guy that they get when I don't want to do it. (laughs) And he was right. I don't want to fight Goldberg. Drew fights Goldberg in Royal Rumble. Oh, my God. To John Cena being missionary position. (laughs) The same thing over and over and over again. I'm just like, ah. All right. To this. Roman doesn't have to show up all the time. Mm -hmm. This just proves he can show up. And when he does, the man makes an impact. Believe that. Suffering succotash. Yep. What else do you want to touch on? Because I have something I want to touch on. Go for it, my friend. <clears throat> Let's wrap up. Let's wrap up the Raw Go Home show before we look ahead to SummerSlam. So it is the 20th anniversary. It's <laughs> so funny. <clears throat> it's not funny, though. 20th anniversary of Rey Mysterio. And it was celebrated in the garden. Yep. Big event. Got a beautiful video package covering his 20-year career in WWE and also WCW and ECW since, you know, they got bought out. Yeah. And uh, think about that just really quick. He's been in the wrestling business for 30-plus years. Mm -hmm. Unofficially, like, 30-plus, but, like, legit, like, 20. Yeah. Um, in WWE, of course. WWE um, alone, 20 years. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna hit you with a question. Yep. What is your favorite Rey Mysterio moment? You want moment or match? Give me both. Um one of my favorite matches was his Halloween Havoc match. With Eddie Guerrero. With Eddie Guerrero mm-hmm. in the purple suit. Mm-hmm. Story yes. Yep. Um, only because I can't think of anything else right now. It's one of my favorite moments. It's one of those things that's just so funny looking back on it. Is... When he got his ass kicked by Kevin Nash in when he got 
when he got lawn darted into the trailer. <laughs> that is, and well, man, listen, you just brought up my brother, rest in peace, his favorite Rey Mysterio moment mm-hmm. because he didn't like Rey Mysterio. <laughs> his vendetta with Rey Mysterio was so real. Mm-hmm. He hated Rey Mysterio. Oh, that's he's amazing. Like, he's like, Bro, that lawn dart moment is my favorite moment. Oh my god. And it makes me sad to say that, but like like it's just so vivid in my mind. It's just hilarious. Oh, and and probably see again when he won when he when he won the title. At WrestleMania. Yeah. I feel that like kind of my favorite moments. Yeah. Uh, like being real of, about it. Yeah, that that moment. A lot of my favorite moments with him involved him in a tag team situation. Okay. I know Ray's always been a singles guy, cruiserweight guy. Yeah. But he's had some epic tag team partners, epic tag team championship partners. Mm-hmm. Him and RVD as a team. Him and Edge as a team. Him and Eddie as a team. Him and Batista as a team. And and then, well, currently him and Dominic as a team. Yeah. Very solid dance partners. But Eddie Guerrero has been there. You never can go wrong with an Eddie Guerrero match. And I'm going to, I mean, Eddie Guerrero, wow. Rey Mysterio match. See? Yeah. Connected so well. My favorite match of Rey Mysterio's that not that many people talk about and is very, very underrated is the latter match with him and Andrade. Interesting. I don't know why that match was so good to me, but it was. Very interesting. Especially with Rey at his age. Mm Mm-hmm. Doing some of the stuff he did in that match <laughs> made me go, yo, man, you too old for this, Ray. Mm-hmm. Ain't built like that no more, man. You need to slow this down real quick. You're so tiny. You're so tiny and old and little yeah. and buff. You're not the same Ray. Yeah. But <laughs> Ray cuts an amazing promo, thanking everybody, showing love. The Judgment Day shows up. Finn Balor and Damian Priest uh, leads to a tag match, which we all knew was happening. Uh, very Teddy Long of them. Very Teddy Long of them. Uh, match ends with a double six one nine and a frog splash from Eddie from Eddie, an Eddie Guerrero esque frog splash from Rey Mysterio to get the one two three. Mind you. They tried to be shenanigans where Finn tried to fake the chair out thing mm-hmm. and with the chair situation, but that didn't work. Ray gets the win. Mysterio celebrate. Booyaka, booyaka. 619. They go to the back for a party. I don't know. Here's my thing with this. This bothers me a lot. Also one of the greatest segments ever on Raw. I am not going to have a party. Okay. And then someone show up to my party and whoop my ass and drag me out of said party 
when they're outnumbered. Yeah. Let's get into the segment. <clears throat> Brother Free, you don't mind you don't mind if I do this one? Go for it. So uh they're celebrating in the back, NYC, all the family, friends are there cheering it up, Mysterio's, oh my God, oh, you won, congratulations, happy 20-year, blah, blah, blah. Pull out the Patron, all the all the liquor's about to flow. They present, Dominic presents Ray with a gift. Ray opens said gift, it is the exact Lucha door outfit, the, the phantom outfit, from Halloween Havoc versus Eddie Guerrero. Mm-hmm. Somebody owned that and they got it from him. That's awesome. You know who owned that? Who? Santos Escobar. No. That's awesome. So he gets it. Uh, all of a sudden, they're all partying, celebrating. Music stops. Dominic looks in shock and awe. Camera turns. Rhea Ripley has made her return. I am surprised my wife has not bust through this damn door right now. <laughs> Saying, who said yes. Rhea Ripley? Jess! Like, Jess? See? <laughs> Jess? Just say it. Say Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. Going once. <laughs> I'm just testing this theory because when you mention Rhea Ripley, <laughs> she seems to pop up. I really, I really want to see if this works. Hold on, I'm going to try something. I'm texting her right now. And I'm telling her right now, like I said, we were like three times and you didn't bust in the room. (laughs) She said, I didn't hear it. But if she did. But if she did. Hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna just I'm gonna see if it works. If it doesn't work this time, oh, that's awesome. Uh, if it works, if it works, I'm gonna Rhea Ripley. Damn it, she's not coming. Okay, come on, just pay attention. Damn it, pay attention to the show. Oh, the dog woke up though. She's like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. The only two people that get really excited about Rhea Ripley are my dog, who is named <laughs> after Rhea Ripley, and the wife. Oh, man. Um, Mind you, Rhea Ripley shows up in an I'm Your Poppy t-shirt. In an I'm Your Poppy, oh, poppy. t-shirt as I spin in this chair. How epic was that? Brother Phil, do you want to finish the segment? Because this is just funny to me. Roll with it. Roll with it, brother. Okay. So (laughs) she then proceeds to snatch, to mush 
Aaliyah Mysterio who tries to step to her. Bad mistake. Kayfabe. We know who Rhea Ripley is dating currently. Mm-hmm. Kayfabe, you were in a storyline with that person. She looked at her and mushed the dog crap out of her. Then yanked up Dominic like he was nobody. Dragged him outside, then led to Ray following and the Judgment Day beating the Mysterios into a pulp. (sighs) Then later on that night, Because Ray got powerbombed through a table. Later on that night, while Ray's getting medical treatment, Finn and Damien show up to do more damage. Before they could touch him, they're like, nah, get out of here. What does Rhea Ripley do? Come from the other way and kick Ray's ass some more. Poor Ray. Then proceeds to go on Twitter and says, hey, Dom, who's your poppy? And busts out laughing. But we already had a match to determine who his poppy is. (laughs) Yes. Ray may be his daddy, but Rhea Ripley is his poppy. poppy. Rhea Ripley is poppy. Golly, Rhea Ripley is poppy. By the way, Brother Phil, congratulations. The draft is securely back in your hands. The Judgment Day is officially a threat again. Congratulations. Aren't you happy Rhea Ripley's back? Well, you you answered my other question, which was going to be, how can we, what else can we do to save the Judgment Day? And I think we did it. Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley. And I'm telling you now, WWE shop, you are missing out on a valid opportunity. You are. To make Rhea's poppy shirts. Please sell them. I will buy one. God damn. You know you would too. Yeah, I would. (laughs) I want an I'm your poppy shirt. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know what? Mm-hmm. That brings us to a great, a great segue, my friend. Yes, it does. Because I wanted to make this the first match we talked about in our SummerSlam Who You Got preview. Okay. Because this is this rivalry now has been brewing. We've had the undercurrent of Finn and Damian Priest trying to steal Dominic away from Ray. Mm-hmm. This is a no disqualif- no disqualification tag team match. And we've now been getting the vignettes that, if you're not blind to it, is obviously the return of Edge. Mm-hmm. So, number one, who do you have in this match? And number two, does Edge come in and interfere in, in some at some point? Yes. Edge does interfere at some point. I will say this. The Judgment Day get the win. Mm -hmm. 
Because you have to solidify them and make them a badass group again. Yeah. You can't have the Mysterios beat them. No. That makes no sense, and it makes the Rhea Ripley return look stupid. Yep. Judgment Day has to win this match. I am giving it to the Judgment Day, followed by an edge return. Okay. That's two check boxes in the same column. One for you, one for me. So we are both picking the Judgment Day with an edge return at the end. A hundred percent, because it's the exact same. And I'm in the exact same agreement with you. You need to put legitimacy to Judgment Day. And you need to use the no disqualification stipulation to give Edge a reason to crash the party. Yeah. You, and you have Edge, you have Dominic and Ray get their asses handed to them. And I mean, beat the hell up. Yep. And then Edge and Beth come out for the save. Yeah. And you can have either Finn and Rhea against Edge and Beth yep. or Damien and Rhea against Edge and Beth. One Doesn't way matter. Doesn't, Doesn't matter. matter. Yep. All right. Um, next one on the SummerSlam card, the match we didn't want, but we've been told by Vince McMahon we absolutely need. Logan Paul versus The Miz. I don't give a damn about this match. Were you at least a little happy to see that Raw opened a little bit differently than normal with the two of them just beating the bejesus out of each other? Yeah, it felt like, what? That, why? Mm-hmm. Why start the show with that? It's like you're trying to get the feud over. Yeah. And no, it's not working. No. Nope. So this one's just a double disqualification because we don't want to talk about it. Yeah. The double count out. Chompa yep. wins. Chompa wins. Chompa wins. Chompa wins. Although the wife has said hi and she said, who did you guys pick for the no DQ match? <laughs> and she said, and I told her who we picked. She's like, oh, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> why, why? <laughs> she said, why would they lose? They lose. It's stupid. Yeah. Yep. yep. Thank you, Jess. We appreciate your pick. Okay. Got the- <laughs> Good. Now, after the after those two matches... Um, we have one more match that doesn't involve a title, and that is going to be Pat McAfee and Happy Corbin. I forgot a damn. I forgot so, about this match. So even though uh, Corbin's beginning his torn up on the mic, yeah. But so a great a great point that I read online. Shout out to the guys at at What Culture. Um, Pat McAfee is the new Shane McMahon. Mm. And he's always, he's able to step up and be that guy, just an odd, you know, you need him just for a match, shows up, has a big spot, and he goes back to doing his regular thing. Mm. He's able to, to step up when asked, but he's always able to just go right back into his regular role. Mm, Bum ass, Corbin. Yep. Former... Not only former teammates at in the Indianapolis Colts, 
but former roommates from training camp. Mm-hmm. That's how far this one goes back. You want to tell, you want to talk about long-term storytelling. This one is 11 years in the making because Pat McAfee didn't get cut by the Indianapolis Colts. He did not He really didn't. So nope. And he's the punter. He's the punter. You God. lost out to the punter. Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin lost out to the punter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got McAfee winning. I got Mac Daddy on this one, also, my friend. Yeah, I don't see Corbin can. Corbin's Mister Reliable. He doesn't need to win. It doesn't do anything for him. No, he draws the heat. Mm-hmm. He draws all the heat that you need. He is a heat magnet. So yes, he is. I'm going McAfee in this one. All right. Um, I'll. Uh, you tell me. You want to go with a singles match next, or do you want to talk tag titles? What about the match that got canceled? I was going to bring that up towards the end, but let's okay. bring it up. No, 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 no. We don't have to. We don't have to. We can wait. Okay. Let's go singles title. All right. Um, your girl, Miss EST herself, Bianca Belair. Right. Coming into SummerSlam with the Raw Women's Championship with what we can, I think we can officially say this is probably going to be the blow-off match with Becky Lynch? It better be. This is a year in the making. Mm -hmm. This is a legitimate year in the making. And it has finally come to this where um, Bianca finally gets her opportunity for to exact the revenge that she's been craving for over a year since she got manhandled slammed Mm -hmm. at last year's SummerSlam. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, is one of the best told women's wrestling stories in history. Um, as much as I've not been a fan of Bianca's raw title reign so far. Yep. Huh, I will say this. Becky Lynch has been a thorn in her side like Oscar was a thorn in Becky's side. Where it came for a circle. Mm-hmm. This is the role reversal. Now, you beat me at this event a year ago. I have to get my comeuppance. Yeah. Bianca has everything to lose and everything to gain from this. It's a double-edged sword for Yep. Her. Yeah. But... Don't be surprised if they pull a swerve on us and Becky wins. I wouldn't want it. I don't think it would make sense. I think Bianca deserves a longer run to probably add more to it now that things are starting to move and the ball is starting to roll. Yep. So, in long story short, Bianca Belair retains. Yeah. That's all I got. Um, I actually don't know who to pick in this match. Really? Yeah. I think Bianca's going to win just because of that story to be told of the full year in the making and her finally able to um, shake herself of the ghost of Becky. Mm. So I think from that side of it, it's a good story to be told. Right. 
So I do see her retaining. I, I, I also don't see there's no need to put the title back on Becky. Mm-mm. You can, you can, in theory, you can double down where Bianca wins the title and the whole thing of Becky becoming unhinged, like Gollum craving the ring. Mm. That, that title is her precious. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be against Bianca either, but Becky just still trying to get herself that title back by any means necessary. You can still continue that storyline. You're good. And you can flip it and flip her into a baby face and bring the man back also where that she's exhausted every other opportunity. And now she's digging back into the last trick in her arsenal. Right. And that's recoming, bringing back the man. For the last kicker. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. no, we yes. don't need the goggles. No, we no, we do not right. need the goggles. Yes. I can see that happening. But again, I want Bianca to retain for certain yeah. selfish, 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 selfish reasons. Yeah. What's our next match? Let's keep with ladies night. Now we go blue brand SmackDown. Our favorite champion. The one and only Jersey girl herself, Liv Morgan has her rematch with Ronda Rousey. Live. Live, live, live. Live will retain. Bold statement, I know. Live Morgan retains. I think Rousey comes out on top. For what though? To cat to jumpstart her full heel turn. God. Because we've gone right now, we've been stuck in second gear, ambivalent to Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. in this current stint. Right. And when people don't give a flop about you Mm -hmm. and you have the attitude to be super heel Mm -hmm. it's an only a natural progression for you to get to that point really works for bailey because the other thing is the the other thing is this if ronda rousey loses again we're so ambivalent about her right now from a general fan perspective, mm-hmm. nobody's going to care about her. She's going to go into irrelevancy. It's it's the only way to keep her relevant. But why not? Why not have Ronda go heel after losing? She thinks she's got this one in the bag and Liv pulls it out. What do you think? Have her go all Ken Shamrock? Yes. Just full snap? Yep. Breaks her ankle. Damages it to the point where Liv has to come back because I'll face you with one leg. And Liv goes to a local medical facility. 
Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Live retains though. Okay. I, I, I'm glad to see we finally disagree. This is this is like the first time in the last eight pay per views I think that we've disagreed about who's gonna win. You got Ronda winning, I know. And I got Ronda winning. That's what shocks me and hurts me. Mm-hmm. It hurts me yep. to my core, Phil. It hurts me to my core. I know, I know. But I think you're gonna. I think we'll get back. We'll get back, and I'll get back in your good graces with the next one. Okay. Because in a match that basically, if it wasn't for Jeff Jarrett being the special guest referee, it to me would scream match of the year sequel uh, candidate. Oh, absolutely. So the Street Profits are taking a trip to the Uso Penitentiary, my friend. Mm-hmm. And I'll start it off at, I'll start it out right here. Mm-hmm. We've been seeing the shenanigans. Yes. Unintentional shenanigans of shoulders up and all of that. Right. Right. WWE, it, whether it was intentional or not having the shoulder up for Montez, mm-hmm. it has been a great storyline to continue this whole, whole thing. It has. Um, I get the feeling, though, that not only is this the end of the storyline for the Usos and the Street Profits, I feel like it's the end of the line for the Street Profits, period. You have the Usos retaining? I have the Usos retaining. And I have the end of the Street Profits beginning. No. If it's not the end all be all, it's the beginning of the end. No. No, 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 no. And if I say it enough times, when it does happen, I'll eventually be proven right. Yes, but <laughs> I, it's not going to happen. The Usos year plus reign of being the tag team champions is going to come to an end. And the street profits are up and they want the smoke and they will walk out the undisputed WWE tag team champions of the world. With Jeff Jarrett being the special referee, I understand it being the local connection. He's, you know, he's from Tennessee and he's a hall of famer. So you're, you know, you're, you're bringing the local crowd. Are there shenanigans at play at all here? With him being the referee. There could be, but his gimmick when he came back in the Indies was the enforcer. Mm-hmm. And I see him enforcing the rules and the Usos not being cool with it. And the Street Profits winning off of that. You almost make, you know what? What if the Street Profits go Jeff Jarrett and put the Usos, put a Put a guitar through the Usos. Jeff will probably allow it. Yeah, Nashville. Mm-hmm. Guitar's flying. Yep. Okay. So you got the profits. You got and you got the Usos. I got the Usos with an asterisk. 
I can be swayed. I'll think about it. Okay. Okay. Now, next one, staying in, staying in raw territory here. WWE United States Championship. Theory getting another crack at Bobby Lashley. Booby loosely wins. Lashley. 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 Booby loosely. <laughs> Booby loosely retains. <laughs> Booby Bobby Luce. Bobby Luce. <laughs> retains. Mr. Triple H said I could. Mr. Triple H said I could. Yes. Yeah, I think it's pretty easy to say. I, I agree with you. Now, before we go on and we talk last man standing, now let's talk about the canceled match on account of what happened on Monday Night Raw. It was such a cool segment, though. Yeah. Cool. Seth Rollins beat the living bejesus out of Riddle. Mm-hmm. Gave him a stinger. So... On the books, kayfabe or not, kayfabe, Seth Rollins, Matt Riddle is off the card. What is the next step in this progression? Well, due to that match being canceled, I'm going to now go on Seth Rollins' Twitter. <laughs> Excuse me. And just randomly laugh. excuse me for those who purchased a ticket to SummerSlam hoping to see me in action I apologize I did everything I could over the last six months to earn my spot in this show but some things are out of my control thank you for always singing my song they'll hear you someday to which we get a response from this by one Triple H on Twitter. On Twitter. Okay. Quote tweets it and says, I hear you. What does that mean? Seth's got a secret match. It sounds like one of two things. One being something I would want and one being something I don't want. What don't you want? Let's go worst case scenario first. Worst case scenario is you cancel last man standing and make it a triple threat match between Seth Rollins Roman Reigns and I'm sorry, Seth freaking Rollins, Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar to crown the undisputed universal champion. But how do you have a triple threat last man standing match? They pull the last man standing part out and it's just a triple threat winner take all. Okay. What's the other side of the coin? The other side of the coin is, and this is where I like it. Seth Rollins versus a mystery opponent. You mean the shadowy figure with the four question marks of her name? Yes. Now, if Triple H were to do that, 
were to say, hey, you are going to have a match at SummerSlam against an p- opponent of my choosing. <laughs> I then will, will give you your opponent at SummerSlam. You will have a match on the card. Man, poor Seth Rollins getting thrown with mystery opponents. Yes, poor Seth. But here's my thing. Seth can rock with this so well. Don't matter. Yep. I have a list of mystery opponents, but there's one that I'm going to say, and I think you and I are on the same page with it. If we weren't on the same page, we wouldn't be doing this show. We wouldn't be. Mm Mm-mm. I feel a little rebellious with who the mystery opponent could be. It takes a lot of heart to make a statement like that, G. <laughs> Mr. Wade. I know. I know. But there's hopefully some wrestling involved. There's only one way to go about this. <laughs> the whole shebang is involved here. Uh, um. Are you, are you telling me that there's a a, a a Gargano way out of this? There's no Gargano escape mm-hmm. from this. So I think if I were wise and this was a decision Triple H would do, and this is the way to get him back, you throw him into a match with Seth Rollins at SummerSlam for 20 plus minutes, he don't gotta win. Nope. Never Johnny, has. I love him, but he looks better when he loses. Mm-hmm. Johnny Gargano versus Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. The two people who will always be mentioned first. I feel right now and just in general are Johnny Gargano and Bray Wyatt. Yes. Johnny Gargano feels a lot more realistic than Bray Wyatt. Hmm. I would not mind Bray Wyatt as well. No. The fiend making his ultimate return. Yep. Mm-hmm. And fitting Mm-hmm. seeing as Bray Wyatt's first match as The Fiend was at SummerSlam when he took out Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. That was, what, four years ago? No. 2019. Three years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think either way, the, I think either way, the pop is enormous. Yep. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And you know who's in Nashville that weekend? Who's in Nashville that weekend? Jonathan Gargano. Cleveland's finest. Cleveland's finest. That's our pick for if Seth has something to do. We're sticking to it. We're sticking to it. One or the other. Or he... The only other option is he just shows up on the card and laughs and leaves. (laughs) 
which I'd so, be perfectly fine with. So I will give you – I won't give you the full season win, but I will give you mega bonus points if Johnny Gargano shows up. Okay. It's not The Rock, but it's, but it's still Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. And that would be a great way for him to finally get his main roster debut. Mm-hmm. Or do you think he would stick to NXT? His main roster debut. Mm-hmm. But then he would probably have to go back to NXT and go after Grayson Waller. Waller. To bring it all full circle. Perfect. Perfect. So speaking of full circle... A rivalry that is, what, seven years in the making at this point? Mm-hmm. It has headlined WrestleManias. It has had multiple iterations. And and um, stipulations. We've seen it from every angle possible. WWE has said that the last man standing match at SummerSlam between Roman Reigns and, and Brock Lesnar will be the last match ever between the two of them. That's it. So my first question is, do you see that being a legitimate uh, statement? Conclusion? A legitimate conclusion. Yep. Is it because is it because we've seen so many iterations of it and it has run its natural course? Or is it just everyone's sick of it? It's run its course. You can't you can't keep running this back. Mm-hmm. It's it's old hat. We got to move on. We got to stop. Mm-hmm. This has got to be the last one. You can't do any other more iterations of this. Yep. You can't do it anymore. It's so done. I thought we were done at WrestleMania. Me too. This needs to be the last straw. Is this a Vince thing? Yes. Wholeheartedly a Vince thing. Mm-hmm. Which is why the rumors of when Brock went ballistic last week. On yep. So, first question mm. Who you got? Because I raised the one in the air. Roman Reigns retains. Okay, number two, over under nine minutes. Fifteen. Fifteen. Three. Does somebody get knocked out or buried? Knocked out. Okay, four. Does Theory cash in his money in the bank after this match is over? Yes. Five. Does theory die at the end of said cash in? 
Yes. Does he die from a spear or from an F5 because of an angry Brock and then Roman just pins him? Angry Brock and then Roman pins him. Okay. (laughs) So I just, so my only difference than you Mm. is that based on him now cutting that crazy promo on Raw, Mm. now Roman just has a reason just to toy with him. We might not get the F5 to murder Theory, but I think we will spear him in half. Mm. Yes. And I have to say, a big ooh a big one. Or if you just see him get uh, guillotined, get guillotined. Oh, choked choked out? out. I would laugh. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, I got, he, didn't even, he didn't even hit you with a spear to beat you. He choked you out. I got one last one for you. Okay. If that is the case, just the way that we just laid everything out, is this the start of the Roman Reigns face turn? No. You need someone to turn on him? Yes. Okay. You think Jimmy and Jay would turn on him? No. Roman can stay heel and it'll be fine. No one needs to turn on him. He's going to be a heel forever. You don't think he's going back face at any point? Nope. With the way that he's so over right now? Nope, you don't need to. Okay. Face Roman, we wouldn't get these type of promos. It only works for heel Roman. Okay. All right. So, Brother Wade, we've run through the checklist. Yes, we have. What else you got for this week, sir? Uh, mm, wow. Well, <laughs> um, I want to end this one. It's not really a somber note. Mm-hmm. More of an uplifting note. Um, a year ago as of this recording, uh, an avid listener to the show and a good brother of mine very close friend, a very close to the heart friend, passed away. Uh, And I want to dedicate this, or we would like to dedicate this episode to him. So, uh, Lou, I know you're listening up there. I know you hear it as this recording is going on, brother. Uh, you You know wrestling is how we bonded. I met you in high school. Rocking the Triple H sleeveless jersey. And I will always say that that guy is my ride or die. He was the Scott Hall to my Kevin Nash. He was the HBK to my Diesel. Mm-hmm. He was the... The Sean's of your Triple H. The, Sean, the <laughs> Triple H to my Sean. Um... The guy, man, love him to death, literally. Uh, Lou, thank you for being a listener. Thank you for being my brother. Thank you for being a wrestling fan. Just thank you in general. I know this is tough for me to get through, and I wish I could talk to you about so much more wrestling, but you know already. You know everything's going to happen for the next millennia. Yep. I just got to watch. And uh, thank you, man. Thank you, and I love you, brother. 
I think those are perfect words to end the, to end the night on. I think so. Yep. So with that being said, once again, he is Brother Wade. I am Dr. K. Fabe Phil, and together we are New Normal Wrestling. Thank you, as always, everyone, for listening in to the friends, the family, the fans. Always remember to make it pop. Remember that pop is life. And you know what, Wade? You nailed on the head with your little tribute. Always make sure, ladies and gentlemen, to take a moment out of your day to celebrate life, mm-hmm. to celebrate what you have and appreciate what we have going on. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, love you guys. Be good. Mwah. We're out and we'll catch you next week. Peace. Peace. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to New Normal Wrestling, found exclusively right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Go check out the many ways you can support the network by visiting our link tree found in the description of this episode. Give NNW a follow on Instagram at New Normal Wrestling and on Twitter at Wrestling Normal. Be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. We are New Normal Wrestling and we bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night, and we'll see you when we're looking at you. Bang!